All right, it's the Illini Basketball Podcast, episode number 99, <clears throat> Wednesday, February 16th, game day, Rutgers tonight. We'll preview that later in the episode. Uh, presented by nobody, no sponsor, <laughs> too bad. Yeah. Maybe if somebody wants to hit us up, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, we're reviewing Illinois victory, which is always nice, but I mean, Jesus, the second half of this game was a, a train wreck. Uh, it was bad, yeah. Yeah. Um... It was just, I, would they have uh, 14 turnovers in the second half or something like that? Um, it's about right, yeah. Not good. Uh, but that's kind of been Illinois' MO lately, right? They, they play really good for a half they are really bad for a half. Um, I think that half was an anomaly. I hope it was. They're facing yeah. a bad team. Nobody's playing well except for RJ pretty much. Yeah. And – Northwestern had a couple of energy guys off the bench make some plays. Yeah, and, and it's not, uh, it's not like uh, Northwestern beat them with stellar shooting shooting or anything. I mean, most of their points were scored in the open court um, after a steal or a turnover. So, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, it was a victory, and we have to pick a player of the game. So, uh, RJ Melendez, right? Back to back games for me. For you, yeah. Um, because you thought he'd never get another one. So uh, well, here I was we are. Wrong. He clearly listened to the show, gave him a little fuel. So you're welcome yeah. on that, RJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 17 minutes for RJ. He was three of four from the field, two of three from three, uh, made all six of his free throws, 14.6 rebounds, had a couple of huge rebounds down the stretch for Illinois, uh, had two steals, and uh, had one nice block when he got beat by Adij. Um, he caught up with him and blocked him on the other side of the basket. So um, he, he's playing really good defense, um, which is a, a huge thing for Brad, right? He he wants guys that play good defense, and I think that's kind of why he plays who he does sometimes. Um, he still thinks Hawkins plays really good defense, which we'll talk about later. Um, but uh, that, that's kind of a big step for him is, is how good your defense against these Big Ten teams. Um but yeah, Melendez was basically the carry for the last five minutes of the game. It seemed like he's got a very nice shot too. I don't think a lot he of does. people talked about what his shot was like. I think more so in this freshman class, it was more about Goody's shot. Yep. But I think RJ has been a, a big, a big piece uh, to the puzzle here. But I swear, I mean, I'm not gonna be able to watch the game live tonight. But I swear, if Coleman Hawkins is Far the first guy off the bench ball. again, I am going to lose my mind. And also, we only got a few weeks left to farm league, so um, I got to get get him in while I can. But yeah. Hawkins better not be the number one guy at the bench tonight. So, so Hawkins was in was the pre game interview. So I think that we're going to see a lot of Hawkins tonight. This is ridiculous. So, I mean, uh, it's absurd. I mean, what is the point? Yeah, I don't. Wow, know. he's he's taller than everybody else off the bench, and he yep. provides no impact on the game whatsoever. But let's throw him in there. His defense. Um, but yeah, let's great defense back to Northwestern. Uh, Kofi, I, I mean, Kofi had a good game. I, 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 you can't be mad about it, right? Uh, led the team in turnovers. Kinda, I mean, kind of the, the guy that could score in the second half. Um, he was eight for 11, three or six from, from the free throw line, had 15 rebounds. So, Illinois definitely uh rebounded the ball better this game, which they probably should have against a, a Northwestern team. Um, they had 11 offensive rebounds, uh, which is a pretty good number. And Brad's been stressing about how soft they've been on rebounds. So um, out-rebounded Northwestern 47-30. to 30. Uh, <clears throat> But Kofi had 19 points, like I said. However, he did have six turnovers. He Four more would have been triple-double. <laughs> he seemed super weak with the ball. Um, they were doubling him a lot. Uh, and in the second half, they kind of could do that because Illinois – really wasn't making much. Um, and him and Curbelo combined for half the turnovers. So Bello off the bench was was not great. Um, but uh, uh, a good mark, uh, he tied the uh, Lion-Eye record with 41 double-doubles, uh, tied Skip Thorin, um, so he will probably surpass him sometime this year. Um, and it, it was interesting. Somebody asked Brad, after the game uh, about his foul shot. I think it was Tyler Cottingham, I believe, because, uh, you know, I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, yeah. asked, him, asked him about Kofi being fouled, and Brad said that he had a ref tell him that he could call a foul on the guy guarding Kofi every time down the floor. So, I and I 
probably feels like everybody else feels, then maybe you should. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you say that to somebody. Um, but apparently that's that's what uh, Brad's been told by referees. Is this that. was the best officiating career Illinois had this season on paper because uh, Keith Kimball is the number one rated official in the country this year. Uh, Bert Smith is number three. And then the dude that Kofi almost murdered against Michigan a few years ago is number 57, which is not great, but the other two are top three guys. Yeah. It's all about and thrill I, score. And I, and I don't think it was I don't think it was the, a ref in this game um, that said that to him. So I well, I here's think the thing. was bad in this game. I'm not. I mean, Northwestern was called for eight more fouls. Uh, I think Northwestern fans would argue that Illinois was being quote unquote bailed out down the stretch. Well, I think is fair in some aspects, but also, I mean, we yeah. know how they officiate Illinois games. They call so much more in the second half typically than they do in the first half. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess you yeah, have bailout. I mean, Illinois was up 18. Um, let Northwestern go on a 19-2 run to get it within one. Um, somehow found a way to to pull it out and not just fall apart abysmally like uh, Ohio State did the other day. But you know, um, Plummer started off uh, hot. He was, I think, he made four of his first five threes. Uh, ended up seven of sixteen from the field, five of eleven from three. Had one rebound, nineteen points. Uh, he did take two free throws, missed them both. I don't know what happened there. Um, and he also set a record uh, for Illinois uh, as the guy with the most uh, five plus three point games uh, in a season with seven. So um, that's the thing with Plummer is, I mean, he's going to get his shots up. Um, luckily they were falling because everybody else, they weren't, um, Grandison, I, what was he? Oh, for five, oh, for, oh, for three from three, oh, for seven from the field. Um, he, he needs to figure it out. He needs to get that mind power going. Um, but Brad talked about his value and said that his value goes way beyond his shot making ability. Um, he said that teams are starting to, uh, cover him more because they fear him as a shooter. And he called him a quote gravity guy who still draws teams attention with his shooting ability. I feel like he misses a lot of open threes. Uh, recently. Yeah. I think yeah. that's been the case, like but also tested. Um, his value to the team is cutting, which I don't think he's done enough of lately. Yeah. Uh, sometimes offensive rebounding is something that he can do. Yeah. Uh, getting the ball into Kofi and some defense occasionally. And he, and he did have six rebounds this game. So his rebounding was yeah. much better this game. And I, and I agree. And Brad mentioned that to his passing. Um, I still believe that he's the best uh, entry passer Illinois has. And I think it's more because of his length and he can go over the top rather than, you know, getting into Kofi down low um, by his knees where Kofi has to bring it back up himself. Um but Kofi's hands weren't great, um, and when Northwestern came on that backside, uh, they found guys that that would poke it away. So I I don't know Grandison. His biggest thing that scares me is when he's handling the ball and he's trying to you know maybe go to the hoop. It seems like he gets the ball poked away a ton. Um, but you know I I think Grandison is one of those guys that needs to play, um, and you know. People talked about Goody not getting any time, um, su- stuff like that. And and I think that's fair. Um, Brad said that he planned on playing Goody more, um, but RJ played so well. So and I, I had to make sure that Hawkins could get yeah. you know, his minutes, right? Yeah. 13 minutes, great job. And I and I, he Hawkins was praised for his game. Oh my um, god, it's ridiculous. Um, Hawkins had three rebounds, three assists, a steal. Yeah, I mean, that's all well and good, but, uh, you know, come on. He doesn't give anything offensively. I think there was a time um, Illinois had a lineup in. What was that lineup they had? It was brutal. Plummer and then a bunch of other people yeah. who can't score. Hawkins, DeMonte, Payne. Oh, my God. And somebody else. So, I, I don't know. Brad said that he always plans, and then he changes by the feel of it. I think Brad plans and then forgets the plan, but Goody uh, is a way better defender can actually shoot. He's not that much small. I mean, he's thicker than Hawkins. Yeah. He's a little bit shorter, but that shouldn't matter. It's just so dumb. And I guess it's this thing about, um, 
you know, the, the guys that the beat writers that cover it, it seemed like they were annoyed that fans were asking this question. Um, but yet they still asked the question in the presser yesterday. So it is what it is, but they talked about, you know, Brad played 10 guys. BBV played two minutes. Don't, don't tell me that he played 10 guys. So I, I mean, you can't count that. Um, but anyways, back to the starters, uh, we're kind of ranting and raving, uh, DeMonte, uh, made two threes. Uh, he missed three threes in about 27 seconds. It wasn't great. They were all open looks, um, but three rebounds, which kind of disappointed his rebounds. He had two steals and a block. Uh, other than that, I mean, he played good defense. Um, yep. Adij uh, had a rough day, uh, 0 for 5 from 3, uh, 4 or 15 from the field. And Adij was one of those guys that I talked about that, like, if he got hot, and if he if he would have been hot, then Illinois probably would have lost this game. Um and and Audige is just one of those guys that it's you don't know what you're getting at from game to game. Luckily, we got the bad version of him, and also the bad version of Boo Booey, who went over <laughs> five from three. What a bum! <laughs> three for thirteen, uh, eight points. Uh, give credit to Trent Frazier. Uh, he's not shooting well, um, but he was two of seven, one of five from three, two rebounds. He had six assists, so he is distributing well. Um, a steal, of course, seven points. Uh, shout out to Trent. He hasn't made any award list. He finally made the senior class award finalist. So whatever award that is, good job. Um, yeah. As far as the bench, uh, Bosman's for dog, like I said, two minutes, two rebounds. Uh, Payne played 10 minutes. He had a nice uh, dunk. Uh, they said the rim was still shaking like 30 seconds later. Uh, two rebounds and a block. Hawkins, uh, your boy, Hawkins. 13 minutes, three rebounds, three assists, one steal. One of his uh, better games recently, I think. Yeah, and Brad said that uh, everything with Coleman is about his defense and how low he gets. Um, he said when he stays down low, he can really guard people. He's been really good the last two games. When he's dialed in, he's an elite defender. Um, yeah. No, he's not. I'm going to come up with a I feel like he here. gets beat and then fouls a guy more yeah. than he does anything I else. I think Coleman Hawkins leads the country in fouls per minute, I think. But you know why average. they're you know why they're you know why they're saying this is because he did play really good defense against Ron Harper Jr. last game. Fine, but guess what? And uh, I feel like he's going to get a lot of time because they're going well, to he have better to show guard up. Ron Harper Jr. <laughs> he better show up. Um I mean, I just I just think that if he's actually playing well defensively and it's a good matchup for him, he can play, that's fine. But just do not shoot the ball. Do not do anything stupid with the ball because it's easy to say this about Hawkins, but also Curbelo was horrendous in this game. I mean, he yeah. was just terrible. And uh, it's yeah. the type of game you're going to get with him. I think it's probably his worst game of the season if you yeah, don't count his, the early season blowups. I'd say his ball handling was bad. I don't think he was – he was like per se bad all around. Um, he had some questionable moments with his ball handling. I mean, he was two or three from the field. Uh, he had three rebounds, had some really good rebounds and had two assists. Uh, he did have that nice between the legs behind the back, between the legs, whatever that was. <laughs> what do you call that reverse between the legs? I don't even know. Sure. Um, and then kicked it out to RJ who knocked it down. Of course. Uh, Brad said that he did uh, sprain his ankle in the practice before the game. I mean, Jesus so, Christ. You, know, you got you to stick up for your boys. So Yeah, I mean, don't mind it. Uh, here's the thing. Carmelo hadn't turned the ball over more than three times since coming back, and then he did it there. So, yeah. Uh, he had what everybody turnovers. was. I mean, that's yeah, the kind of but... game it was, right? I mean, 20 turnovers is, is horrendous. They won the game, though, I guess. So. <laughs> horrendous, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was a great, what, 44 points in the first half. Great first half. Yep. They couldn't miss. Um, you, you just gotta, I feel like you, you gotta feed Kofi and, and hope that he can get some buckets. Cause I think on that 19 two run, Kofi's the only guy that scored. So, um, but, uh, again, you gotta win and you move on. Uh, I did see a thing, uh, it's been floating around a lot of Illini Twitter, um, that Illinois has missed, 
I believe like I believe it was forty percent of their games with rotation guys. Um, them in Houston are tied for the most. Um, so they've they've done that, and they're still they just moved up in the rankings, still twelfth in the nation. So. No excuses. No excuses. Uh, everyday guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brad, opposite of Boo Booey. Brad was asked about you know the the fight for first place and that they're in first place. And I, I respect Brad. He said, we don't talk about that. That's a death sentence. So he's not wrong there. I mean, Boo Boo is a fraud. Once Boo-Boo, again, he just can't he play. He does it again. Three for 13, 0 for 5 from 3. What a joke. And he had some better looking shots in this game than he had in the first game. He had a couple that probably should have gone in that didn't go in. Yeah. No, horrendous. I mean, his offensive rating against Illinois in the first game was uh, 82, so much better. Uh, he was, uh, what, three for 11 in that game, so not bad, getting better. 58 in this game, his worst offensive rating uh, of the season. So Trent does it again, Trent and Boo Booey stinks. Again. He's a fraud. He's yeah. had two good games this year against Georgia and Nebraska, which mm-hmm. if I had to pick two of the worst defensive teams in the country that are in the Power Six conferences, I would pick those two teams. Yeah. So he had 27 against uh, Nebraska. Let's give him a round of applause, and 22 against Georgia. There you go, Boo Booey. Very nice. Oh, Eastern Illinois had a good game too. So really hey, lighten it up against go. the good teams. I mean, what a joke. Yeah. Anybody who thinks this guy's anywhere near – like he's not even a top 30 guard in the Big Ten. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, he's got a top 30 name though. He does. I did tweet Boo Booey effing sucks on the podcast <laughs> account, and then I walked that back nice. a little bit. A little, little too far by me. It was a key to the moment yeah. thing. I Just just imagine I, if Boo Booey would have been the reason Illinois lost. I tweeted that during the game. That's why I walked it back. I was like, okay, got to calm down. Don't want this to happen. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I think uh, I tweeted that, and then I said this may have been too far. Apologies. So I feel like we're all square on that. Boo Boo probably likes us, so we're good. Uh, but I think the young guys for Northwestern got it going a little bit for them. That's the reason why they were in the game. I mean, I think the thing with Kofi in this game is he – I think he'd go maybe, – maybe I'm wrong. I'm just speculating, obviously. I don't really want to speculate speculate, but I'm going to do it anyway for the sake of this show. Mm-hmm. I think he goes into a game like this and kind of feels like not threatened by anybody yeah. on this team. He's not worried about anybody, so I think he's a little bit loose with the ball. Yeah. And I think that's probably part of the reason why he had six turnovers. I don't think we're going to see him have that many again, I wouldn't think. I mean, I hope not. Um, last time he had that bad of a game was the first time. He had 10 turnovers in two games against Northwestern this season. Yeah. And, and he, I, you have to wonder um, why Chris Collins – I mean, I I know that Northwestern made that run with Pete Nance on the bench. Such a bad coach, dude. I mean, but, oh my God. But he had – he Pete Nance was on the bench with three fouls for eight minutes – it's the at Calipari least. school of coaching. It's so stupid. I don't even know if they have any ties at all, but it's just so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Old school type thing. Not even really old school. It's just kind of a stupid thing. And uh, another coach that has a horrendous game plan in the second half and horrendous strategy against Illinois and still almost wins the game. Matt Painter, the first time they played, won that game despite horrible coaching. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, it's just dumb. Like, I think we – are probably lucky that Brad doesn't do that type of stuff. Like he wouldn't leave Kofi out for that long. And obviously Kofi and Pete Nance are different, but I think the I impact think on their team, earlier and you were not very well. Happy. The Maryland thing was annoying, but it was the first half. I don't think he yeah. would do that in the second half of a game. Right. Right. Uh, but that's just ridiculous. I mean, they're better with Pete Nance on the floor no matter what. I don't care how they're playing without him in the right. game, but right. I don't know. Hundred percent. And uh shout out to Ty Berry. Uh he he did a really good job. Uh, held in Northwestern with this run, started the game four or four from three. Uh, and and Coleman Hawkins even said uh, yesterday that they knew that all Ty Berry does is shoot threes and they still didn't go out and cover him. So that's uh, about right. <laughs> I guess they're figuring it out. But you, you win, you move on, uh, and then you got a tough game against Rutgers. But before we go to that, uh, Kylan Boswell made his official visit during this game. He was at the Northwestern game. Um, he posted on Instagram afterwards uh, a picture of him, like, sitting in front of a throne instead of on a throne, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and Tipton Edits uh, uh, wrote, very tough, thought this was a commitment edit. And Coleman Hawkins replied, soon. 
So, well, I mean, they means. have they have zero ties whatsoever. So yeah. that could uh, be good. And uh, uh, Kylan Boswell in an interview said that he would love to come back home, uh, play in front of his family, and uh, he thinks it would be really good. So Illinois maybe getting another guard. Yeah, I mean, let's uh, get in the weeds on this one. Okay, number one, <laughs> he goes to an Arizona prep school, right? Yep. The only teams that are said to be, quote, warm on him on 247 are Arizona and Illinois. Uh-huh. So a lot of appeal to play with Arizona. I think that is a great option for him. Would I like to see that? No. Or apparently he's from here, so he could yeah, come home. From Champaign originally. Now, a Boswell-Epps backcourt a couple of years from now would be unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that would be – I don't really know how to compare – I. It wouldn't be the exact same because there was three of them, but you look at what Maxie quickly and uh, Hagen's did at Kentucky a few years ago. Yeah. Similar impact guys that can shoot guys that can score guys that can make plays. Well, and then, and then RJ Melendez development, a six, seven wing. Um, <clears throat> I, they, I think, I think they need to get a big in there somewhere, but. Um, well, how many years do you think <clears throat> Dane Danger's going to be here? I mean, he's not technically a big, but he is big too. I think yeah, he is. I mean, two. that's a couple. That's a couple. And then, there. And then Ty Rogers, uh, for as big as yeah. he is, he handles the ball well too. So, I would think that a, a dream, look forward to. a dream lineup in the 2023-2024 season, which would be not next season but the one after, would be Epps with Boswell, Rogers, Melendez, and anybody they can find at the five. Yeah. Like I guess if Dane Danger would have two years, then that would be him probably the five. But yeah. that would be an unbelievable lineup. Yeah, and then have Goody and you know Podzimski hopefully keeps developing. He's working his butt off, which you like to see. And Coleman Hawkins will still somehow be here. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Brad also talked about Coleman Hawkins and uh, his shooting and how people are just leaving him open, obviously because he can't shoot, Brad. <laughs> I mean, and, you watch apparently Brad said he needs to he needs to get in the gym and shoot 500 shots a day, yeah, and he's finally so. back doing that. So I don't know what Coleman Hawkins has been doing, playing video games, doing Instagram live. <laughs> if I had to guess, yeah. So yeah, Kylan Boswell. If we get him, it'd be amazing. Uh, he's currently number 11 nationally on two. Don't get your hopes up, though. Don't get your hopes uh, up. Number two point guard and number two out of Arizona. And he said that he wants to make his decision sooner rather than later, if that means anything. So, Who was the last? There was another player they were in on that went to an Arizona school. A kid that went to Arizona State, right? I thought it might have been a guy who was also from Illinois or something. I'm trying to think. Uh Michael Foster, was that who it was? Michael Foster went to Hillcrest Prep. He went to the G League, so he didn't go to – okay, he's from Wisconsin. Never mind. But there was somebody who – I mean, he's one of the guys that I think Illinois put an offer in on. Right. Uh, he would be a freshman in college right now, but he went to the G League. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, J.J. Yeah, I, Taylor is also a dream. I, I believe there was a five-star that – picked Arizona State over Illinois, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, that's just a, a death sentence for a player <laughs> with their current state. Uh, J.J. Taylor, though, as the comment says there, that would be tremendous as well. That's another lengthy guy that they could get who uh, is another one that you look at and you're like, okay, I mean, probably a lottery pick if he uh, develops. Now he's going to the Kanye Academy thing, right? Oh, so duh. yeah. Yeah, uh, the only two teams that are warm on him right yeah. now are Kentucky and Illinois, and of course, Chin Coleman recruiting him. So, be nice to beat him. That's twenty twenty three. If they if they somehow were to land both of them, you have a twenty twenty three class. It's like a it's like a Kentucky class, number five and number eleven. I mean, that would be great. Probably not going to happen. Probably won't get either of them. But hey, we can dream. We can dream. I mean, who the hell is stopping a lineup that has Ty Rogers and and JJ Taylor in it? I mean, that's yeah. six eight six seven. You add Boswell and Epps. Those two. That's like. That's, you know, that's Arizona right now, pretty much, and, except even more skill at the wing. And I believe that uh, class of 24 rankings dropped. Uh, of course, Marez Johnson has already verbally committed to Illinois. I think he landed 40th. Uh, so, I mean, that's something you take. Uh, you know, he'll sure. move up. He'll move yeah. up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, recruiting front looking good. You always We always get our hopes up. I'm not – my hopes aren't too up here, even though I've been mentioning <laughs> right. the idea of 
of all that stuff, but it would be great to, to land some of these guys. I mean, the 2020 uh, two class right now is already pretty good. I mean, it's not to the level that the 2023 class could be if they can actually, you know, beat Arizona and Kentucky for a couple of players. Who knows? I mean, I think if Illinois has a deep tournament run this year, that would probably help with some people. Uh, yeah. Seeing that they can get it done in March, if they if they lose in the second round, then you really got a problem, I think. But, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, hey, uh, recruiting is recruiting. But you got to be able to coach, and I think we think that Brad Underwood can somewhat coach. Yeah, he's been uh, able to to coach pretty well in the Big Ten. So there's only one player in the top forty of 2024 <clears throat> who's committed, and that is Marez Johnson. So I mean, there's like nobody else committed. So I really hope he doesn't decommit. I thought the guy right in front of him was Houston, but maybe number fifty six is Michigan. Thirty. What's thirty nine? Dylan Harper. Don Bosco prep has not committed. Okay. Maybe I saw it wrong. I don't know. Anyways. All right. Do you think Merez Johnson would be like 6'10 when he comes to Illinois? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, he's got to keep growing, right? He's only a sophomore. He's got two years left of high school and he's already 6'8. I feel like he could be a seven footer. We might be talking about the next, uh, you know, whoever you want to throw out there. There's a seven footer that wasn't a bust. Anthony Davis. There you go. Chicago. There you go. Anthony Davis, yeah. best shot blocker I've ever seen in college hoops. But I, I don't go back too far with that. I'm sure there's other guys that could be mentioned. Uh, and Fletch is insane with his transformation of players. Yeah, to the point where Tyler thinks it's fake sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, hey. You know. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it does it seem. Sprayed on, guys. It's probably not, if I had to guess. Uh, who knows, though? I mean, that's that's fair. Look at something fair. with how they do it. Like, they do it right after a workout. And, yeah, you know, that's definitely like part of rub it. baby oil on them or something. I don't know. But still, I mean, you look at Io, and it's like, okay. <laughs> and the success yeah. of Io in the NBA is helping them, too, I'm sure. I would, I would think. Which, I don't know why. Like, that's just start that. such an huge. easy thing to say, you know? Like, right. it's helping them. But do you think the Kylan Balls will sit in there thinking, well, I won't be able to be good in the NBA if, unless I go to Arizona. I mean, I don't think that they actually think that way. Like, you can go anywhere and still be good in the NBA. Yeah. Perfect like, example of that. Amir Coffey is playing legitimate minutes with the Clippers right now. He went to Minnesota, who's a train wreck. So, it just doesn't, I don't think it matters as much as we say, but I think it will help in the long run. Uh, and if Illinois can start a little one and done action, I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. You, you can't hate it. I mean, JJ Taylor has one and done written all over him, and he'll probably go to Kentucky because of that, but whatever. What can you yeah. do? What can you do? All right, Illinois Rutgers tonight. Say that before I get into Ricky, it. Ricky, what's up, buddy? All right, good. Rutgers road game, a place that Illinois struggled yeah. at a little bit overall. Go over some numbers here soon. Uh, Eighteen and six, eleven and three. Illinois on the season. They're a game up on Wisconsin and Purdue in the Big Ten. So uh, shout out to Rutgers for beating Wisconsin on Saturday, I believe, was that day. Uh, but Rutgers yeah. has really evolved since they last played Illinois. Illinois obviously won the first meeting by 35. I think we throw that out the window. I don't think that matters. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was six... just looking that up. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, that was, was just Illinois ran them over. But that's kind of what Illinois has been doing early in the Big Ten the last few years, yeah. like December games. They just that's killed back when everybody could score too, right? I mean, That was back in the good old days of everybody <laughs> being able to put the ball in the hoop. Uh, 6 p.m. Big Ten Network tonight. I uh, don't know who's on the call when, for that. Uh, your boy Coleman Hawkins is starting too. So, Whew, what a disaster! What a <laughs> train wreck that was. I mean, it was good against teams that didn't really exist, but sure, uh, not so much. Real quick, I'm just reading. I'm trying to find the announcers for the game tonight. What okay. are your thoughts on Gonzaga and Pepperdine being listed as an under the radar game by Rossi? Uh, I think it's. A- Terrible. I mean, it's going to be 105 to 60. I mean, yeah. who the hell wants to watch that? That's a joke. But uh, it is. must not be that many good games on it. Yeah. yeah, I guess not. I mean, Jesus. Uh, it's uh, Brandon Gordon and Jess Settles. Settles, former Iowa basketball player, apparently. Also a farmer, so a Midwest guy. A farmer. We've had Robbie Hummel like, like 800 Kooky. games in a row. Yeah. We've had Robbie Hummel, and now we don't. So it's a transition period for everybody, but whatever. Uh, I never saw a line in the game, but you wrote minus four. So minus four is what I, I saw it at um, last. So that seems I, fair, but it also seems a bit high considering, considering um, what Rutgers has done the last few years. Yeah, I don't know if they're expecting a letdown um, after Rutgers. They could be. They could also be expecting Illinois to be pissed off coming off of a half where they just turned the ball over five billion times. Correct. Correct. 
Uh, Illinois better be pissed. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was interesting. Uh, I know Mulcahy's been playing well. Uh, I don't think anybody from Illinois particularly likes the guy. Um, but Brad did say that Mulcahy's becoming one of the league's elite guards. Uh, Rutgers is not the same team that they played earlier. That's true, but I think the big thing with Mulcahy is length and defense. And yeah. if you combine those two things with the fact that he's actually making shots now, I do think the teams probably haven't defended him in a way that has been like teams being worried about his scoring ability. Right. I think teams will probably start to figure that out. But they do have a lot more length than you'd think at guard and, and their yeah. wings. I mean, they, they have do. it. Uh it makes them harder to defend. I mean, Geo Baker six four, Ron Harper Jr. six six, Mulcahy six six, and Caleb McConnell six seven. Uh, Illinois ten and three all time against Rutgers. Uh, all three losses were at the rack, which I'm not going to call it anything other than the rack. I believe it's Jersey Mike's Arena now. Don't care. It's the rack. Uh, they lost there in 2016-17, 2019-20, and then last season 2020-21. I believe that was a December Sunday afternoon game uh, when they lost last season against them uh two and three all time at the rack uh they won in 2017 and 18 there i believe Rutgers was horrible in the two years that they won there uh 75 62 and then this is a game i do not remember at all i think most line fans probably don't remember this at all this is in the the middle of the well i guess towards the tail end of the gross era 2015 16 illinois double overtime 110 101 victory over Rutgers. malcolm l 32 points yeah, that, that, that was a game Malcolm Hill couldn't miss. Um, Just don't he, remember the game. He made one. I'm pretty sure he made one, like, basically falling out of bounds, like, 35 feet away. And now Malcolm Hill specializes in coming in at the end of games for bowls and padding the stats. Because if you watched him last week against the uh, Suns, the Suns were minus six and a half. The Suns were up 20 going into the fourth quarter. Malcolm Hill was lighting it up to cover the spread. Okay. Well. So if your Bulls plus six and a half last week, you better thank him. Steve with his uh, prediction, always a tough game at the rack, but Kofi will carry us late. Illini plus four win. Four I points. think Pykele, I think is one of the best, uh, one of the best game planning coaches this season. I think that the way that he plans to defend certain, I think a lot of it's a personnel thing early in the season. They were just, out of sync. Geo Baker was not playing. Yeah. Harper was off. Mulcahy was doing nothing offensively. Uh, they're you know trying to figure out how to replace Miles Johnson has been an issue, but I think that he's going to be really aggressive against Kofi, and I think they're going to go for the ball a lot, and they're going to make Illinois beat them from the outside. Well, I think uh, Amorier is how you say it? Amorier? I don't know. Omaruye? Thank I don't you. Know. I, uh, I think he's playing a lot better than he had been. Yeah. Um, so I think that he's going to give Kofi a little bit of a, a tougher time than, you know, some other teams that don't have a big like that. So, I mean, he had 22 points, nine of 13 shooting and six rebounds against uh, Northwestern when they lost in overtime, not much of a rebounder for a guy who's six eleven. Yeah. Uh, he only had eight. He hasn't had double digit rebounds since, he had 13 against Maryland in the loss. So he's their leading rebounder with eight. Yeah, not much of a rebounder so, for that size. But uh, I mean, he can block shots. He had four against Nebraska. Uh, he had a game with three against Iowa. So he can block some shots. I don't know if that's going to be a concern. I think officiating is going to be a huge part of this game. But I also think that if I'm Steve Peichel, and I'm not, clearly, uh, <laughs> but. I think you got to make the Illinois shooters beat you and go after the ball with Kofi because they have a hard-nosed, aggressive defense. Their offense is something that concerns them. I think Rutgers' offense is not great. Yeah. Geo Baker makes it a lot better than what it was a yeah. while ago because Geo can hit those shots that that most guys can't when you're late in the shot clock. Or I know Ron Harper Jr. tries to hit those shots a lot, but he doesn't seem to make them as often. Um, yeah. I think just because he, he is a step slower than than Geo Baker. But Well, he's like a, an offensive guard. Yeah. I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah. And uh, so how do you, how do you, how do you match these two teams up with the lineups at this point? Yeah. I, I mean, that's going to be the question. I mean, because you got to think that. Of course, Trent's going to guard Geo Baker, right? Yeah, but then Plummer is a big issue. <laughs> that, that that is my. You got to put Plummer on. I honestly, I I thought that I was thinking this today, 
um, this morning. You know, I was having my coffee, and I was like, who is Plummer going to guard? That's problematic. I mean. And and I guess the reason it's problematic is because of Mulcahy's playing so well, right? Yeah. I mean. And he's it, like five inches taller. Yeah, so he will just post up Plummer all night long. The only good thing there is that you have Kofi, but the problem is Kofi will come over and try to block it, and Mulcahy will find a way to dump it off. So I I, I don't know how Illinois is going to guard uh, guard him right now. Illinois is going to have to do what they did in the first game, which is just score a ton of points. And uh, that's going to be a little bit harder, especially on the road in this environment. But, like, I think Harper is obviously a guy that DeMonte guards because yeah. the height difference isn't that large, and DeMonte's got a bigger body to handle that. And then I guess you go McConnell against Grandison and Kofi and Clifford. So, I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I – I think that we see uh, the only problem. It depends on how well Plumber's playing, but I, I, somebody posted it, that thing with the plus minus. Um, can't remember what that Twitter guy is or what that account is, but Kofi and Plumber lead the Big Ten in plus minus this season, which um, is unbelievable. So, I mean, two so, worst defenders on the floor. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's the thing is you need Plumber because he's so good offensively. But I don't know what they're going to do well, against this team. You want to get even deeper. I mean, here's the thing with Plummer. Quick guards. A lot of Hawkins threes. Yeah, great. Quick quick guards are the ones that beat Plummer. Mulcahy's You're not, not wrong quick. There. You're not wrong there. I think that's something you think he gets. About. He gets beat on back cuts and, and like stuff Fats, like that. Fats Russell is a much worse matchup than Mulcahy for Plummer. Yeah. Um, and uh, – who came down? Was it in the Northwestern game? Uh, Plummer missed a shot and then came down and played great defense. Stayed with the guy. Who was that against? It wasn't Bowie. Um, might have been Audige. I can't remember. I don't but, remember either. But anyways, he played great defense. The guy ended up scoring on him, but he he bellied up to him and he played really good defense there. Um, but you're right. It's the back cuts. Um, and the quick guys that get him jab steps that <laughs> send him 20 feet. <laughs> he's just, just a little slow for some reason. Cause he's, he's a quick guy, which is crazy that he, that he's that. So he just, he can't anticipate, I guess. I think he's an offensive player. I think yeah, pretty much. that's all he cares about. Sure. So they could do line changes during the game, make a three, go to the scorer's table, throw somebody in there. That guy defends. Goes to the right. scores table, throw Plumber back out on offense. That should be a thing in basketball, to be honest. But uh, are we going to address Brad's comment here? Not Brad Underwood, but Brad P. I mean, oh, I put it up there. This um, is a pure reaction of somebody. Yeah, who, Illinois has gotten soft records with the upset. In what way have they gotten soft? I mean, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think so. I know Brad Underwood. In certain aspects soft, of the game, yeah, but that's not like the definition of the team. Yeah, that's um, – yeah. But I don't, yeah, I don't think they're soft. I think that they're, they get lackadaisical sometimes. Um, I, I think that part of Brad's, part of Coach Brad Underwood's uh, <laughs> offense is just, it's a lot of nonsensical running around that wears them out. Um, Brad calls it movement offense or something like that. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think that they get wore out uh, in in their they can't shoot as well as the game goes on. Um, but I don't think they're. I don't think by any means are they soft. Um, and Rutgers winning would be an upset, but it's not that big of an upset. I, I mean, just look at who they've beaten. Yeah, last three games they beat Michigan State by twenty one, and I know Michigan State they're standing in the country slipping a little bit after last night. Uh, that was just horrendous by them to lose to Penn State. Yeah. They beat Ohio State by two. They scored the last 10 points of that game. And then they kind of took Wisconsin apart in the second half by eight on the road in Madison on Saturday. So this is a Rutgers team that's playing well, playing their best basketball. Hopefully they have a little bit of a letdown spot. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they will. They're just a very weird team. Like, they've lost some horrendous games. Yeah, I was looking back at their games. And, I mean – Lafayette, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, but, I mean, even recently at Northwestern beat them. Minnesota, Nebraska Maryland. only lost t- by two. Uh, Maryland beat them. Minnesota beat them. 
that like, Iowa Iowa matchup that was 48-46 was a barn burner. This is uh, a five loss. They have five losses in the Big Ten, and four of them are pretty much to the bottom of the Big yeah. Ten. And I don't think Illinois. Yeah, I don't think Rutgers like kills you with their shooting as much. Um it, it's gonna be able to stop them uh with mid ranges and stuff like that. And we know how Illinois loves to foul when guys are shooting mid range jumpers. So Yep, that's a specialty we got going. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you look at the numbers right now, Rutgers fifty third defensive efficiency uh, on Kenpom.com. Uh they're 114th offensively, so Illinois 23rd on both sides. So that's a a factor there. Uh, I think Rutgers, uh, you look at their turnover percentage, it's pretty solid. Illinois has struggled to turn teams over, and then Illinois has turned the ball over a lot themselves, even though the numbers have gotten better last game, I think was an anomaly. Yeah. Um, I mean, off the bench, Rutgers has even more length. I mean, you look at the guys that play – a lot of minutes. Uh, you got six, 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 ten, six, seven, six, eight, six, eight off the bench, and uh, Illinois. They've had some length coming off the bench too. I mean, Curbelo is not tall, but Melendez six seven, Hawkins six ten because you know he'll play. Oh, yeah. uh, Goody six seven, BBV six eight. So yeah, I mean, they have, that's the thing. They have guys on the bench that can match up with them. Um, those guys just aren't offensive weapons. Illinois still has the number one rated defense in Big Ten play. In the conference, so that's something. Yeah, certainly. Um, Steve said Melendez needs more time on the court. When threes aren't falling, we need someone that can make a tough two point shot and take it to the rim. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot of Melendez. Uh, I think last game uh, proved that he's he's ready and he's good enough. And I think that the game before that proved that too. It's a bit weird you had that confidence, though, given what we've seen Brad do time and time again. Hustle plays, yeah, hustle plays. Uh, Brant says, I think hustle plays will make a big difference in tonight's game. Yeah, Illinois Illinois can't come out flat and nonchalant. And I, I think that they understand that. I, I think you do that against, you know, when you when you are beating the crap out of a team like Northwestern, you come back out in the second half and you think that you can do that. Um, and, and Rutgers, I mean, they're nine and five right now. So they're they're still in the hunt to win the, to win the Big Ten. Um, I mean, they're, they got some work to do, but they're, they're right there and they're going to continue to play hard. Uh, I hope that, you know, beat Michigan state, Ohio state and Wisconsin, they come, you know, they have Illinois come in and they're, they're exhausted or whatever, you know, they have an off night, but. Well, they think that they're a little bit too cool for school. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the predictions, the, one of the other reasons why I point to, the game on Sunday being an anomaly. The second half games, the second halves against Northwestern, the last couple of seasons have been <laughs> extremely weird. Yeah, they have. Like last yeah. last game, you had Illinois just completely turned the ball over a billion times and barely went after a huge first half. The game for that, it was just an offensive, disgusting ref show. Then how about the game last year at Northwestern where Illinois outscored them by 40 points in the second half? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just been a very weird – set of games with uh with northwestern so i think that they'll be fine yeah uh but all right predictions after everything that we've said we still don't think illinois is gonna win <laughs> yeah and the drum roll is uh we both have illinois losing this game um i got illinois losing 69 65 uh i i just illinois right now is it they're worrying me um just they're shooting I, I hope they find a way back, but the rack, the rack is not a place where you're gonna find your way back shooting. I don't think. Um, do I think Illinois is the better team out of these two? Yes, but going into the rack and trying to get a win from a, from probably the hottest team in the Big Ten right now. Yep. Um, it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be too hard for them. Yeah, um, I think they lose by three. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they won. Um... Yeah, it's I wouldn't be tester. surprised if they won. It's a um, tester. I mean, we'll see. But I just, I, I think that going there is, is a lot harder than like if Rutgers was coming to Illinois this week, I think Illinois would beat them. So, I mean, that goes without saying. They're never going <laughs> to win at Illinois. Steve says seventy-two Illinois, sixty-eight Rutgers, Illinois win. Steve, I hope you're right, buddy. Illinois is eight zero at home against Rutgers all time. 
So it's too bad we can't play twice a year at home, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, how come they don't let us do that? Exactly. Around the Big Ten, Purdue. Woo. Purdue should have lost that game. Yeah, I mean, that's, the incompetence that's of Maryland on that last possession was pretty The incompetence bad. of Purdue to think that they can run the – throw it to the guy out of bounds. What are they doing? Well, that was a weird clock thing, too. I mean, the well, clock there. Is- oh, no, not Rutgers. Weird clock thing. They should be used to that. They they deserve to lose because of their weird clock. I agree, um, but yeah, they they escape uh, by a, a whole point to Maryland, um, and then uh, Michigan State. Of course, we talked about that earlier. Got beat by Penn State last night, and I'd say kind of a shocker, right? And didn't, don't think a lot of people saw that coming. We'll leave I it think- to Izzo to keep his. Uh- Best defensive player on the bench down the stretch. Yeah, I think Michigan State was only like a two and a half point favorite, three and a half point favorite. So um, Vegas does Vegas it again. Um, and then uh, Ohio State, uh, of course, lost to Rutgers. Uh, they rebounded uh, from that by beating Michigan and then beating Minnesota. They were down at the half against Minnesota. Minnesota scored twenty points in the second half. Yeah. Uh, I would score 47 to 20. In the yeah, I really half. thought that after we said Ohio State was the sleeper team in the Big Ten in our countdown to March Madness, they were going to blow it against Minnesota. I mean, I think Wyoming took on that role for That's us. how it goes. Uh, and then uh, uh, last night, Wisconsin somehow, some way, finds a way to beat Indiana in a game they had no business winning. Um, Johnny, National Player of the Year, Davis, gets a continuation foul call towards the end of the game. Amazing. It's amazing what he can do. Um, you know, sometimes he goes 12 of 15 and sometimes he goes three of 19. So yep. uh, he had three good games all year. So national player of the year, go ahead and crown him. Three big road games. I mean, he had some good home games too. <laughs> I know. I'm just... So here's the thing. Indiana uh, lost the incompetence game. of Indiana uh, is hilarious to watch. And then that was uh, good. Johnny NPOY. Uh, called everybody in Indiana the P Star SS. Nothing Library. wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I mean, probably pretty accurate if you ask me. And uh, Davidson's still the biggest bitch in the Big Ten. So I, I do think that that's probably true. Uh, I think that the hate of Mulcahy from Illinois fans should also be directed at Davidson even more. Like yeah, Davidson's I worse. I don't. I don't. I don't dislike Mulcahy, honestly. I, seems I like he seems like a good cat. Seems like a good guy. I think that he he plays hard and it, it pisses people off. But I don't think he does stuff like like Davison does. The so. weird, the weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think also the fact that uh, I think there's reputation with white players, and I hate most white players. I mean, I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't like a lot of white players. I don't, I just, cause I think that a lot of us are not good at basketball. So whatever. I mean, sure. there's the, the reason that I don't like Brad Davis is not because he's white. I just want to get that out there. It's because I think he's a dirty player, but it nine, I, That's you put 10, 10 white players in front of me. I'm not going to like like seven of them probably. Yeah. It's just the style of college hoops that I like. I don't like the white players. So you have no hate, athleticism whatsoever. You hate pretty much the whole Wisconsin team except for a couple guys. I like Tyler Wall, good player. I like players okay. who are like truly skilled, you know, <laughs> like and somewhat athletic. Like if you're, that's what I'm saying, Pookie. If oh you're, for example, oh, Brad Davison, all he can do is just like shoot the ball. And if you watch him shoot, he's either going to go like three for five from three or zero oh for seven. Well, I mean, just, that's just what be actually yeah. skilled, you know, yeah. have some actual I mean, skill. What... It's a right place, right time thing. Uh, but Johnny Davis, national player of the year, congrats to him. Uh, he the kinpom.com player of the year standings has um Johnny Davis number nine <laughs> behind Sheboy, who's number one. And somebody who should be getting a lot more play for this award is EJ Liddell, sure. Uh, 20.7 rebounds a game. And has been dominating for Ohio State. I mean, why are we not talking about him more? Yeah, and I think that I don't. For some reason, nobody's talked about Ohio State at all. I mean, they're they're, and I think maybe because they've played two less games than everybody else in the Big Ten, so you don't you think you see nine and four, you don't think it's as good as eleven and four, yeah, Purdue and Wisconsin. But uh, yeah, Ohio State's one of those teams that they're they're getting good. Um, and they're getting good at the right time. And, and Liddell's getting guys around him to play better too, which I think, I think good players do that. Um, 
And a lot so. of this, these ratings are metric based. They're not like, I mean, last year, number one was Timmy over Garza. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, Orlando Robinson's number five from Fresno State. That's just not going to happen. Uh, Keegan Murray, six. Kofi, seven. Paolo Bonchero, eight. Johnny Davis, nine. Tari Eason, 10. So, uh, but I mean, last year's list was weird. You had Timmy, Garza, Mobley, Butler, Crutwig, Io, Kofi, Dickinson, Suggs, Trevion. So I think half of those guys didn't even sniff the award. So, but Johnny Davis, last I mean, it was weird though. It, yeah. It was pretty much going to be Garza before the season started. It's a volume thing, you know? There like, wasn't a race for it. If you look at what Garza did against non conference opponents, that really, I mean, he dropped. 26, 41, 35, 34, 30 to start the season. Yeah. And he had 30 against Gonzaga. I feel like that probably helps you. But, uh, and I guess why we're on around the Big Ten, uh, congratulations, Nebraska ball, for getting your first uh, Big Ten. Yes. <laughs> Big win for Nebraska. Fred Hoiberg's back. The boys are back. Nebraska probably a top three team in the conference next season. <laughs> uh, they're back. I mean, no doubt about it. They play Maryland Friday. That's another win for the boys. That's I mean, right. no doubt about it. So let's go, Fred Hoiberg, one of the greats uh, in the history. We better of, of finish all time. this up so people can listen to it before the game starts. And now we have to go. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for us. Episode 100 coming. Soon. I agree, Steve. He agrees with Steve. Episode 100. Hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully, we're celebrating a win in episode 100. It better and be. I mean, Jesus. A loss like uh, me and Ethan predicted, but. Yep, and Here then we we'll go. preview uh, Michigan State game probably on Friday. They play that yeah. game Saturday. So, yep. uh, all right, that'll do it for us. We'll see you uh, in a couple days for episode 100. Illinois better win tonight. Okay, bye.